Welcome back to the A Perfect Union podcast. This is episode five. We're already on here. And this one is called Rational Intelligence and Lensitivity. I'm, I'm here with my father, Ashok Gangadeen, and my name is Nathan Gangadeen. And we're just going to just keep up the momentum here and do what we do. Um, really quick, I just want to say, these are like the conversations... Dad and I have almost every single day for years now. And, and so the spirit of this is, again, we're not, we're not uh, preaching, um, pontificating, you know, we're not doing anything like that here. The idea is to invite you into this sacred space uh, of where our, our enthusiasm is really genuine in terms of our excitement and, and really joy. It's a kind of joy at being able to see the, sac- the sacred foundations of we the people and, and how essentially needed that is for the people to get in, in touch with that. You know, it, it was striking me today in watching the news of, this, of somebody um, c- confessing that the, uh, how, how subscribed they are to a, a particular um, conspiracy theory that was complete, it's completely ungrounded from reality. It's like in order to buy into this this conspiracy you really have to be um rationally ungrounded you know to 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 be taken on this ride that this whomever might be um authoring that that particular theory you know you really got to you've really got to be disconnected and it struck me wow man there's and this is this person being interviewed seemed like a really awesome sweet kind a person, mother, uh, you know, and she seemed like she thought it through and she clearly hadn't. There's clearly a rational disconnect. And this is dangerous because if you get large numbers of people who are, are, are disconnected from that truth factor, that reality factor, well, you know, that becomes the reality. All kinds of disarray and, and, and clashes and wars and all this kind of stuff. And then zoom out. Well, hey, that's what's been going up on everywhere on the planet for time immemorial. And, you know, of course, this conspiracy theory version of it is like an extreme version. It's like glaring. But if you really, if we really stopped everybody and just get really honest, how many of us have done our homework or what we like to call our own work? How many of us really asked ourselves, how do I know that I know? How do I know that I know? How many things am I repeating and regurgitating that I've just simply heard and just subscribed to without any critical awareness? I just, I just heard it and the, the narrative was so capturing and, and, and uh, enticing perhaps for whatever reason, including for reasons that strike fear in your heart. These certain narratives can grab us and we can live by them as though they are real when we don't have to. That's a, that's a kind of servitude. That's a kind of enslavement, as we were calling out in the earlier episodes. You know, that is mental slavery. To not have the rational fortitude and, and uh, clarity and awakenedness, um, which has to be intentional, guys. You don't just stumble into rational wokeness. <laughs> you got to earn that. You got to, you got to. And what the good news is when I say earn that, I mean, you already have it, it but it, but it's not granted to us as an automatic, you know, uh, 
Well, let me just jump to an analogy I often think of, and this is just to, to help get kind of the sense of what I'm seeing and what I'm wanting to convey to you. Imagine all humans are crawling. They didn't re- you know, realize that you can walk yet. You know, you just, everybody crawls on all fours. And we think that that's, we think that that's walking. We think that that's what it means to get around. Nobody ever thought differently. And then you get somebody like a, like, let's just, you know, pick one of the obvious names, like a Jesus or a Buddha, you know, that, that comes along and is, is, uh, <laughs> ambulating in a whole different way, you know, uh, moving and, and, and is walking <laughs> on two, two feet instead of crawling on all fours. Um, and we go, wow, we don't realize though that we're supposed to be walking too. <laughs> you know, we're all supposed to be walking. They're setting an example for us uh, for to, to, to get upright, to get on our feet, right? And so in the analogy is for our rational ability. We have a kind of rational ability to, to but it's like a crawling version of, of reason. It's like we have enough to like get by, but we haven't really activated our uh, rational ambulating powers, meaning our, our ability to, to move, to, to, to really be a, able-minded in the, in, the, in the way that we are, are coded to be able to. And that's, that's not just like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we were able to, you know, be more upright in our rational development? No, it's a matter of life and death, guys. Like our not stepping into the awesome powers that are granted to us and lay dormant within each of us is actually a dereliction of duty as a human being. And we and we're seeing the results of that everywhere in the world around us. We're seeing it in politics, but that's just one place. You're seeing it, I'm certain, right there in your home, right there in your community, right there in your your partnership with whomever in your business. It is everywhere. In in our in our level of rational development that we have come to think is all there is. We are very quickly discovering the unsustainability of that and the destruction of that. And if you if you look at any number of the the problems that we face in the world and you trace it back to this issue that we're calling out in this episode about rational intelligence, you'll see how it all comes back to our needing to address this as a first order of business. Now, it just so happens, you know, that my father, who is also with us, is nothing short of a master when it comes to to understanding this level. And so I, I would really like to defer the majority of the time on this <laughs> this one for you. I just wanted to give a kind of, uh, you know, user-friendly uh, intro into how I see uh, the importance of rational intelligence. But um, before I hand it to you guys, I want to ask you, uh, to you, Dad, rather, I want to ask you guys listening uh, to let go of any preconceived idea of what the word rational means. I want you to open up to a much more awesome definition and idea and understanding of what what the word rational is is, is, um, really um, requiring us to to get and and mature into um and that I, again my, my father has been teaching uh philosophy east and west and philosophy uh in the in the truest sense you know in terms of the the, the epistemology the the science of knowing and ontology the science of being and and and, and reason and logic i mean he's a logician of of so many years and understands all of that I grew up with that, but I didn't take to it automatically. It was over years of exposure that I began to see, wow, this is where it's at. Like, there's nothing more important. I finally got it, which is a big hurdle for 
someone to overcome in terms of their resistance to either of their parents, you know, you want to be your own person, you want to do your own thing. You think, okay, your parents are passe, you know, you're the, you're it, your generation is it. Well, man, if there's one person that ended that for me, it's my father. And I want you guys to really, um, you know, hear him from a, from a fresh perspective uh, and, and uh, an open-minded perspective of, of maybe encountering logic, reason, and philosophy from a whole new level in the spirit of activating this awesome power that you have within you. So, uh, given that we have limited time in these episodes, we're going to just, you know, continue to improv and just go for it like we do in our in our conversations. And we hope you guys get something from it. So, Dad, rational intelligence and lensitivity. Thanks, Nathan. Well, well done. You you really dance beautifully to open up the, the, the amazing theme of uh, the, how profound and inborn in all of us as rational beings and that uh, there's so much that you opened up to reflect on. So uh, just to jump in, what, every, what we call reason across the planet in every day is very much, think of it as a Google space, information, right? We're very good at information. And, uh, you know, we, we describe the world, we describe ourselves, and who am I? Well, in the informationized space, we're processing. I am a bundle of all of the attributes that belong to me that makes me unique in my CV, so to speak. That's my story. We have our stories. And uh, that stage of reason, uh, information, describing the world, world, prescribing the world, feeling the world, all of the different, it's a mental functioning, it's a mental program. Think of it as almost like software for the mind, right? There's There's a software that we've developed over, evolved over millennia that is amazing to have information. Let's call it Google, Google land, Google space. And it works on a logic and a law uh, just as a computer uh, programming uh, logic, uh, a zero-one logic, either-or logic, that we're living that logic in our everyday life, whether it's in Google space or just human conversational space and narrative space, our narratives, our worldviews, our belief systems, our emotions, our feelings. It's called mentation. Our, our mentation pr- pr- processing is a code. And our great teachers, if we really had chance... And you, you indicated that I've been living in these traditions over the past 60 years, day and night, and teaching students to enter into the global logos, the, the, the global power of reason. Uh, across the planet, from Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, and the opening up of the European intelligence of reason, the, the word logos is coming out of the Greek. But what we don't realize is that the logos has the infinite source, the infinite word of infinite being. The light of reason is not an Eastern or Western or Greek thing. It's a human thing. We are logos sapiens, homo sapiens. What does sapien mean? Wisdom. And what is the love of wisdom? Philosophia, lover of Sophia. That's where I've been living, as a lover of Sophia. What's that? The feminine side and expression of logos, reason. It's not male or female. It's transgender. But the goddess energy, the infinite goddess is embodied in the world as wisdom. And uh, Homo sapiens are the wise species, right? We have wisdom in our Google space, but that's a stage, almost an adolescent stage, when you use the analogy to crawling and then walking. Or use the caterpillar example from caterpillar. Uh, You know, caterpillars are a stage of becoming a butterfly. And at some point, the cocoon uh, transforms uh, in the way we know through nature, and the butterfly emerges. Think of that as a metaphor for the human flowering of reason, of rational. What's up with that? Well, it changes the matrix, the logic, the code, the mind operating system. That's the big breakthrough. 
And all in our episodes one through nine, and all that we've done so far, we've been trying to help our friends understand that our great wisdom teachers, whether Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, or Buddha, all the way through 25 into contemporary Zen, right? Or from Moses, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, that whole lineage of the biblical tradition, right? What's going on? What's up with Jesus? Is Jesus a rationality? Yeah. When John begins going from the Hebrew, the, the Hebraic, to the Hellenistic, using the Greek language, in the beginning is the Logos. The Logos was with God, and the Logos was God, and the Logos became flesh in Jesus. What's that? Jesus is the walking Logos. What does that mean? Reason, walking, talking, speaking. What language is Jesus? The Christ language. What's that? That's the Om language, the Yoga language, the Buddha language. Socrates says we've got to leave the cave, people, because we, why? We have sophistry. Our everyday language that we're used to, focused on physical reality and senses and body. Well, that's that's good so far, right? But we're still in the cave, so to speak, in terms of maturation, to know thyself. What self? The awakened self. Why? Because unless we encounter more profoundly and directly the origin of the word, of reason, of the light, of being, of reality, we're going to be then, since a derivative being, not a primary self. That's the point. So what is rational intelligence? Intelligence, rational intelligence requires us to see people uh, as good as we are. We're all good people. I mean, rational beings, we have it in us, right? But it's dormant, it's sleeping. What is? That we don't realize we have a lens of the mind. We're interpreting my will, my choice, my vote, my belief. I'm consenting to it, and we do it collectively in our culture. We're homies together right, in a community, right, we're all using a code, and what, we have a lens, so if I have a worldview, if I believe Jesus is my Lord, or Allah is, is my God, or I, I'm, I'm Buddhist, or I follow the teachings of Krishna, the Vedas, or, 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 or Lao Tzu, or I'm a scientist, whatever you are, we are using a lens of the mind, what's that? I'm interpreting, I'm playing an active, proactive role in making my life and my experience and everything that appears. If you're sleeping on the job and you just feel that, well, I'm experiencing nature, the world around me, my society, my human relations, my personal life, my family life, all mm -hmm. of it, I'm experiencing. Like it's just happening to me. I don't have anything to That's do with it. That's right. Naive. It's, it's called yeah. Na like, na yeah. yeah, it's a naive form of, of, of reason, right? It doesn't realize, wait a minute, am I playing a role in how I'm seeing and what I'm believing, what I take to be true? your point earlier, and a fact, and, and it's, it's related to my lens. And another person, if I'm a male, let us say, and I have a more male-oriented and a feminist has a more female uh, alternative gender-centered centered way of seeing reality, that's a different lens. So when we say men are from Mars and women from Venus, that's just a, a one of the simple ways in which we say, look, we're, we're living in worlds, we're different worlds. If I'm a believing Christian, or I'm a Jew, or I'm a Muslim, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a, a scientist, and I don't believe in religion, you have a lens. What lens? It's in Google space. What do you mean it's informationized? Why? Isn't that good? Yeah, information is good, but it's not good enough. Right? And so the, the point about rational intelligence, your main theme now, which is great, how do we become aware of, of, of tapping the logos when Socrates says, leave the cave and come into the light of reason? That's when we become awakened rational beings. We're tapping the logos directly, right? And you have to change your lens, open up your lens from a monocentric, a me-centric, my will, my interpretation. When you become aware, when we all become aware, all of us across the planet and across the USA, 
that are we aware that we have a lens that's interpreting and giving me my belief and my reality and my experience and my emotions and my feelings and everything mental. All of my life is coming from a lens. I mean, I'm doing something to make my world. That's the beginning of lensitivity. And says, wow, could it be that someone's speaking from the Chinese culture or, or from the scientific point of view? I'm a religious person, but the person speaking from the Big Bang and I'm speaking from Genesis. Could it be we have different lenses? Exactly. How do we listen to each other? That's when the real you know, drama begins. How do we communicate across our worldviews and perspectives and, and belief systems? Right? And that's the beginning of the maturation of reason. From monologue, from my lens wins, my lens is privileged. I didn't even realize I was doing that, right? And I begin to enter a real opening and blossoming into dialogue, like the caterpillar is becoming a butterfly now. The mind is becoming more global. I'm beginning lensativity. I'm beginning to dance between lenses. I realize I myself have multiple lenses. I didn't realize it. In my religious life, I have one lens. As a scientist, believing in the Big Bang, I have a different lens. As an ecumenical American culture, I want to keep my religion out of my politics. That's a different lens. I'm doing yoga. That's a different lens as I meditate and do the postures. And I feng shui. These are all different lenses. And every lens has a different ID. Because what makes sense in one world, like one language, doesn't make sense in another automatically. Now I'm entering into a dilated space of reason. That is where... The Logos. I'm beginning to dialogos. Dialogue means dialogos, through the Logos. That's the common ground. That's the land of the free. That's when you go from That's crawling to space. standing. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so to speak, in our minds. From a closed mind to an open mind. Mm-hmm. We want to be mm-hmm. open-minded. Mm-hmm. And our fu- unfurious. Unfurious is like, come on now. Right? Enough. Enough crawling. Let's stand up. Yeah, let's, and that's what our elders, our, our founding fathers and mothers were calling us to. Right? We don't realize, 1776, we've got to separate from any conventions and thought forms that bind us one to another if it's violating our dignity and our nobility, uh, gifted uh, in the noble truths of, of God's nature and nature's God, but granted by source, of, on the, by Logos. The, by the Logos has granted us inalienable rights of life, liberty, happiness, well-being. But we're not seeing it. The call of 1776 now, as we brought it out from 1 through 9, is that that's the call of Logos. And unless we become awakened into lensitivity and open up and mature and to take an oath in the law of Logos, that's the law of the land. That's brilliant. And if we don't, yeah, go ahead. No, but if we don't do that, we're going to be in sophistry. My opinion, my perspective, my beliefs. And that falls into ideology and back to that person you're referring to who's in a conspiracy theory, gullibility. You're not a people, you're a sheeple. We, we playfully say, I know it can sound risky to call people whom everyone is noble and everyone is, is worthy of compassion and love. That's a universal teaching of the Logos. Everyone is noble. So, and we do hold that, that respect for all. But if you're showing, shutting down your mind and being closed-minded or, or gullible, and rather than a critical thinker, an awakened rational being, right, you're not becoming a full person. Right? And then you can become sheeple. And that's when tribalism and uh, cultism Cult and of, of zealotry and, yeah. Right, fanaticism. Yes, exactly. In, in that yeah. That's where we're furious. It's enough already. Yeah, yeah, Come exactly. On. Come well, on, it's A enough. brilliant segue to, to it because I wanted to talk about that in lieu of lensitivity and rational intelligence, we become ideologues is the word that you often use. I don't know if you 
you've kind of crafted that as you do, as we do with many of our words, we have a whole dictionary growing of our own words, guys. That's going to be, uh, we're going to release that at some point. But um, in other words, demagogues it, and it, ideologues, those words it, are in the, yeah. in the culture. Those words yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah. demagogues and yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, and that's, that's dangerous. So, so we can talk about in 1776, you know, separating from the, from the monarchy, but we didn't overcome the monoarchy, which we were naming it this morning in our discussion. You know, you can have, go from a monarchy, single branch to a triarchy, three branches, right? And it, but it's still an archy. It's still a monoarchy, meaning it's a, it's, it's another way of uh, ideological, uh, get it, getting ideological supremacy over a people, over a land, over a nation. And we're seeing that going on left and right now all over the world. So we're going to dive into that theme um, headfirst in our next episode coming up. So please join us for, for that. And uh, it's going to be an exciting one. Thanks for listening, guys. Outside.